Now, our first speaker this morning is one of the most respected leaders in Christian media today, a familiar face on television screens across Australia, New Zealand, and the South Pacific region. This internationally acclaimed presenter has produced numerous documentaries on subjects ranging from ancient Bible prophecies to world events to natural health. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Gary Kent. Good morning, friends. How good, how good is Toowoomba? I'm loving it. It's so peaceful here. Everybody's relaxed, not rushing off to deadlines. But let me tell you what I love the most. I slept in this morning. I got up, rushed downstairs in a panic, and was told, relax, you're early. You're an hour early. <laughs> so I took a 10K walk. That's how I know it's so peaceful in this beautiful city of yours. Got back, rushed down for breakfast, same message. You're an hour early. Came in here to the Empire Theatre, the first thing people said to me, the first message I got was, hey, you're an hour early. So I thought, maybe it's time to catch up. Now, I'm a little confused about that, just what it actually means. I'm taking for granted it means that I can talk for an hour and 20 minutes. Is that right up the back there? Oh, I see that there are deadlines. Okay, there are all sorts of signals coming from up the back there. Uh, so there are deadlines even here in, in Toowoomba. We're all tied to deadlines, even if it's the ultimate deadline. I was reminded of that seven years ago when I was confronted with a real deadline, emphasis on dead. Uh, we were filming a program in Mexico at a place called Chichen Itza. And uh, we arrived at a little airport called, in a town called Merida. And as we came through the, the airport entrance, there was a, a short, stout Mexican man standing with his arm crossed. And as I came through the entrance, he pointed at me and he said, Mr. Kit, you have seven days. Three hours, 48 minutes, and two seconds, and then it's over. And then he pointed, he, uh, he, he pointed up to the, to the sign, and I'm just waiting to, to show you the picture here. He pointed up to, uh, to the sign above the airport entrance. And sure enough, there it was, seven days. Three hours, 48 minutes and two seconds. And uh, then he said to me, that's all you've got left. Time's up. Because the Mayan calendar, our calendar, and uh, our pyramid, El Castillo or Kukulkan, says that time is up. And on the 21st of de December this year, there's going to be a huge deluge, and it's all over. 
because he said on the 21st of December, 2012, he said, the calendar cycle ends. There will be 0.0, time will be up for planet Earth. It will literally be the end of days. And so he said, the 21st of December, 2012, we are on track on a countdown to Armageddon. That's pretty daunting. But you know, friends, we're all here in Toowoomba today. And what does that mean? It means they made a mistake. Now, what can we learn from the Mayan experience? Well, the first thing we can learn that is if you make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. But, you know, there are some important things that we can learn. There are very important things because, you see, we are all interested in knowing the future. And imagine what life would be like if you could tell the future. And I mean really know the future and tell the future. Not like the little schoolboy in England. His teacher was giving him a class, giving the, the, a class a, a presentation on this subject. And she asked the question, can people tell the future with cards? And little Johnny's hand shot up and she was surprised because he usually didn't have a lot to say in class. And so she said, little Johnny, can they? And he said, yes. And she re then responded and said, well, how do you know? He said, well, my mother can. He had his hand up, yes, my mother can. The teacher said, what do you mean? He said, well, when I bring my report card home from school, she takes one look at it and she predicts exactly what's going to happen when dad gets home. <laughs> the future. We are fascinated by the concept of being able to know what lies ahead. We are fascinated by this concept of knowing what the future holds in store. And so for thousands of years, people have tried to discover what the future holds in order to get a, an, an, an edge on fate. And you know, friends, it's not just the ancients that were fascinated by the future. Did you know that 70% of people today read their horoscope? In fact, I want to share with you, I was reading a, a magazine, a publication in the northern suburbs of, of Sydney, where the wealthy live, because there's a new class who is really fascinated regarding the future. And I want to read the quote to you, so follow along with me. Here's the Sydney Observer magazine. Notice what it says. Psychic reading is becoming mainstream activity on the North Shore. To find out what the future holds for them, people are looking for a guide to help them make sensible decisions. And it goes on. Business is booming for clairvoyance across the North Shore with cashed up, these are the wealthy, with cashed up locals turning to psychics for guidance on relationship, careers and money. Psychics, astrologers and palm readers report a huge surge in demand from a new class of customers. Who are they? High-powered professionals who want advice on 
how to boost their personal wealth and get lucky in love. We want to see into the future. We want to know what is going to happen. As we've seen, even today, people are still fascinated, still paying attention to predictions about the future. So what are we to make of it all? What are we to make of it all? Is it possible to know the future? Is there some reliable source that you and I can depend on to accurately predict the future. Let's consider this for a moment. Now, I'm going to change hats. I'm going to now put on my prophet's hat. So I am your prophet here this morning, and I'm going to make a prediction. And it's a prediction that could make you very wealthy. You're all familiar with the big Aussie, the big Australian BHP bulletin. Now, here comes my prediction. And it's simply this. On the 24th of November, that's just a couple of weeks away, BHP bulletin shares will increase by 1,000% for a period of 48 hours only. I'm giving you some inside information here. As a prophet, I'm making this prediction. So that's on the 24th of November. On the 26th of November, BHB bulletin shares are going to return to their original price and it will be business as usual again. This is a one-off occurrence. It has never happened before and it will never, ever happen again. Friends, this from your profit is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to become wealthy and obtain financial security for you and your family. So here's what you're to do. Raise every cent and buy what? BH Billiton shares, that's exactly right. Sell your house, sell your car and everything else you own and borrow as much as you can and buy what? And buy shares. Okay. How many of you are going to rush home and sell your house on Monday and rush out and buy shares? Well, you may pay attention to the share market. You may have a look at billeting shares. You may show a bit of an interest there, take a bit of an interest. But I think what you'd really want to know is what credibility I have, what are my credentials in this matter. Isn't that right? Before you went out and sold everything and bought shares, you'd want to say, well, what do you know about BHP? You'd, you'd be saying, well, what, what do you know about the share market? You would want evidence, isn't that right? You would want evidence, you would want proof that I can actually predict the future. In other words, you'd say, Gary, have you ever done this before? Can you show me a row or a list of millionaires who've gained all their wealth by following your forecasts and predictions? You would want to see my track record in being able to predict the future before you went to that extent, wouldn't you? Sell your house, sell your car, buy all those shares. 
And my friends, that's the problem with the so-called Mayan prophecy. It's track record or lack of it. Mayan prophecy, you see, doesn't have a track record. So the problems with the Mayan prophecy are very simple. There's very limited information about the Mayans and Bible prophecy of any sort. There's no credibility. They don't have credentials. There's no evidence or proof that they can accurately predict the, 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 the future. They have no track record. But listen with me for a moment. What if you and I could find a string of prophecies that do have a track record? What if we could examine predictions that go back through the centuries of history? I invite you to come with me to Egypt. Egypt, consider the the pyramids of Giza. This is another ancient civilization or empire that built pyramids. And uh, they were built 4,000, listen to this. These pyramids were built 4,500 years ago. They are still the largest man-made structures on earth. They are the most visited site on earth. Do you know that there's enough stone in these pyramids here that if you cut them into 30 centimeter cubes or one foot cubes and you place them one after another, they would reach around the world one and a half times. That's a distance of 60,000 kilometers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what if, what if, let me just pick myself up here again, what if there were a string of predictions about what would happen to this empire hundreds or even thousands of years into the future. This morning, I'm going to show you that there is one book, one book that has a track record that you can check, examine, and verify through thousands of years of history. You can check the evidence. You can look at the proof for yourself and make a decision. So this Egyptian empire, the ancient Egyptian empire, lasted for thousands of years. In fact, Egypt had the longest list of kings of any nation on earth. The pharaohs were worshipped as God kings by their citizens. The pyramids were built, in fact, to preserve all that energy and effort Expense went into building these pyramids to provide or preserve for the Pharaoh's soul. Now, when these Pharaohs reigned supreme, when they were the most powerful individuals on the face of the planet, along came a little Bible prophet. And he made the most amazing prediction imaginable. When the pharaohs were on the throne, when they reigned supreme, when they had the longest royal line in history, this Bible prophet made this prediction. He said, there shall no longer be princes from the land of Egypt. Wow. (laughs) That's an unusual prediction to make. Here, this guy is going out on a limb, but friends, let me tell you the facts of the matter. From 500 BC until today, the land of the pharaohs 
has not had an Egyptian prince. Since 500 BC, no Egyptian king has occupied the throne of Egypt, not one. Now you might say, well, he just struck it lucky. He just hit the jackpot with that one prediction. Come with me on a journey down the Nile. We travel on a felucca, the same sort of boat that the pharaohs used. As you travel along the Nile, you see a lot of fertile land. It's some of the most fertile territory on the face of the planet. The reason being that the Nile River carries the topsoil of Central Africa all the way down the Nile and then deposits it in the Nile Valley. They can grow three crops a year here. And as you travel down, you see all these crops, but there's something missing. Something big is missing. And it's the papyrus reed. The papyrus reed used to grow so prolifically along the banks of the Nile River that there were billions of them. And they became the symbol of, as you can see here, the symbol there in the background of Lower Egypt. The lotus flower was the symbol of Upper Egypt. And it was from these papyrus reeds that the ancient Egyptians made a wonderful discovery. They began to make Paper from the papyrus reed came paper and they manufactured this paper and they exported it around the world and they became extremely wealthy. But friends, you can travel the banks of the Nile River from one end of Egypt to the other. You will not find papyrus reeds. The paper reeds have gone. There's none there along the banks of the river. What happened to them? When Egypt was the wealthiest nation on earth and made its wealth from the papyrus reed. Along came another Bible prophet by the name of Isaiah and he made an even more amazing prediction. He said, the papyrus reeds by the river will wither, be driven away and what? And be no more. And friends, you can travel the length of Egypt. You will not find one papyrus reed. They are gone. Come with me to Memphis. That was the capital of ancient Egypt when it ruled the world. You can walk through Memphis. This was the heart and soul of the ancient Egyptian empire. Now, friends, the ancient Egyptians worshipped anything that moved. Crocodiles, hawks, frogs, you name it, they worshipped it. And they built statues or idols to worship their gods. And these idols lined the streets of beautiful Memphis. But when you go there today, you find that every one of these statues is broken down, smashed to pieces. In fact, in many cases, because they're all broken up, it looks like a rubbish tip. All the statues are broken and corroded, all in bits and pieces. What happened? When Memphis ruled the world, when Memphis was the New York of the Middle East, the Bible prophet Ezekiel made this prediction. He said, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will destroy the idols and put an end to the images of where? Of Memphis. He said, they're going to end. It'll be no more. And friends, when you walk down the, the remains of Memphis today, that's exactly what you find. Now you might say, well, Gary, that city's a thousand years old, 2,000 years old, 3,000 years old. Of course, it's all going to be broken up. You know, friends, you can go to other major centres in Egypt, like Karnak. You can go to the temple there and you will find hundreds of statues, of idols, 
still in place. You can cross to beautiful Luxor Temple and there you will find hundreds more. You can go down to Abu Simbel and there you will see the idols, the, the statues still in place. But go to Memphis, there are none there. They're all broken. They're all smashed up. The royal line of Egypt, remember the, the, the predictions that were made? The royal line of Egyptian princes is going to stop, the Bible prophet said, and that's exactly what happened. The Bible prophet said the papyrus reeds will disappear and that's exactly what happened. The Bible prophet said the idols of Memphis will be broken down and be no more and that's exactly what happened. Now friends, that's quite a track record, isn't it? That's quite a track record that the Bible has. In fact, there are over 1,000 predictions or prophecies in the Bible and you know what? They were right every time. My friends, the Bible with its perfect track record has made amazing predictions regarding the times that you and I live in. Predictions that affect Australia today and throw light on our future. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to recommend this book to you as a guide for the future. Thank you very much. Uh, put your hands together one more time for Pastor Gary Kent. Fantastic. Now we want to invite uh, Gary to come back out, and we've just got a couple of questions here for you. Um, and uh, some of these could be curly, others not, but I'm sure you're up to the task. Uh, the first question that's come through is, is there a source where I can find other prophecies of the Bible like this one, all collected together for specific study? Look, there, there are many, many predictions in the Bible. And yes, some people have gathered them all together. And you can find ways to study. There are Bible study courses that focus on prophecy. I think of one that you can find down at the Discovery Center. Just Google Discovery Center and look up... Um, let me just think of what it's called there. There are a couple of them there anyway uh, that focus on Bible prophecy. So yes, there are plenty of opportunities to learn more about the amazing prophecies of the Bible. Check out the Discovery Center, Google it, and you will find some of the, some of the most uh, amazing lessons and lists there that deal with uh, the prophecies of the Bible. You won't be disappointed if you follow it up. You'll be amazed. Thank you. I'm sorry, Gary. We do have one more question for you. I'm sorry. Um, and that is this, and I think this is important. Where can people learn more about what you have talked about today? Well, I've just mentioned, if you go to the, the Discovery Center, you can, you can find opportunity there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what the follow-up program is here, but uh, there's plenty of opportunity to learn more about Bible prophecy. Friends, it's the only reliable guide regarding the future. Um, forget about crystal balls. Uh, those who live by the crystal ball end up eating ground glass. <laughs> Study the predictions of the Bible. You will be amazed. You'll be blessed. It could change your life forever. I hate to do this to you, Gary, but we've got some more questions for you. <laughs> Come back out, please. 
You're doing good. You're earning your pay today. Of everything you spoke about, what do you consider uh, really the most important? Probably simply that this is a book worth uh, investigating. Uh, it changed my life, and I can assure you it'll change yours as well. So uh, that's, if, you, if you want to take a message from, from my brief presentation, that's what it would be. Take the Bible seriously. Check it out. As I mentioned to you, it talks not only about ancient predictions. It makes some of the most amazing predictions about the times that you and I are living in. If you want to know what the future holds in store for you and your family, check it out. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. And friends, let me say this. It's not, do it's not doom and gloom like the Mayan prophecy. These predictions offer hope, real hope, hope that will bring you peace of mind and assurance regarding the future. There's good news ahead, friends, good news. One more question, Gary, and that is, and this did come through, um, do you think that what you've shared, this message, will change? Look, I, I, I think we've seen that over thousands of years, the predictions that have been made in the Bible have stood the test of time. And I believe that the predictions they make about the future, therefore, will not change, but will be solid, and we can have confidence in those predictions. Thank you. Would you thank Gary one more time? Thank you. Thank you.